0: Bruce Newberry The Food Dude I'm Ming Sai and you're dining out with Bruce Newberry Are taking out with Bruce Newberry. We kind of started this informally and under the radar, and uh, uh, what the restaurant business call a soft opening. But we started to do the cheese of the week, and I think under the circumstances, I'm going to really endeavor to bring that back given the cheese situation in our beloved state of Vermont, and uh, of all places. Our other beloved place, Newport, Rhode Island, is helping out here because Fluke, the great Fluke and the Callahans are doing a wonderful takeout menu. And there's a uh, cheese plate on there, a little charcuterie along with the great seafood. There are some scallops there that are so good. But on the appetizer platter is some named cheeses which i am always impressed by and i'm more impressed by the more time that i spend around amazing cheese whose name is worth more than just a location or a place and what they've done at fluke is to put on that plate cupola from vermont creamery and this really shows that they've taken some time here it's not just vermont goat cheese right because cupola as you know is an aged goat's cheese with a wrinkly, edible rind, bright, fresh taste. And, of course, if you are somebody that knows your way around the cheese trail, you know that there are a few places where you can get the great cupola. You can go to Vermont Creamery, of course, but you can get Vermont Creamery cheese anywhere, not to diminish it at all. The fresh, grassy notes, 15 family goat farms, the fresh taste, so great. But the cowgirl does cupola as well. And it is named for its shape, a rounded dome. And the cowgirl cupola is a little bit milder. Not that goat cheese is terribly pronounced anyway, even that it is that is aged. And of course, the cowgirl is none other than our friend, Alison Hooper, who has been on this show way, way back when we were all at the Boston Wine Expo. And uh, yes, so the uh, the cupola from Cowgirl is made from the same recipe as Vermont Creamery's bijou. It is a little bit milder. The cowgirl is a little bit milder than the bijou and the bon bouche. And uh, the rind, by the way, has this whole yeast thing going on there. So, so worthwhile And whether you go to uh, Daedalus or whether you go right to the farm, which is a great place to go, observing the social distancing, and hopefully we won't have to do that for uh, a lot longer, cupola. And we're going to make that our cheese of the week. How is Rhode Island's food scene? You ready for this? A new restaurant just opened. Yes, in the middle of all of this. In the midst of the COVID-19, novel coronavirus, social distancing, mask-wearing world, a brand new restaurant opened and is doing well in East Greenwich, Rhode Island, no less. I mean, opening a new restaurant in the best of times is a challenge to say the least. When it's a first restaurant, the stress level increases exponentially. But opening one's first brand new restaurant... In the midst of a global pandemic, I mean, that is cliff diving, type rope walking stress. And yet, there you have it. PB Bistro and Bar on Main Street in East Greenwich, A plant-based restaurant, no less. Now, from a health standpoint, solid ground. Patty Burton and Dan Hatch have helped a lot of people to healthy lifestyles through a, a couple of different paths. So, we've got a plant-based restaurant going on and if you think about it if <laughs> if there's a way you can suspend the whole disbelief and say well okay if it weren't for this global pandemic the time would be perfect right but maybe the time is perfect now because as patty told me
1: dan and i i have to say we we pinch ourselves that we are even in this place where we were able to open under these conditions but i it, as corny as this sounds is You know, I think people are taking second, third, and fourth, and fifth looks at their lifestyle right now. And I think that it's almost, you know, we're needed. But, uh, I mean, we're just needed.
0: So we have a, a, a very nice menu. And it's a nice place. People going in to get takeout say, boy, this is a great place. And, of course, you can only stay there long enough to grab your stuff and go. It seats 46 right on Main Street in East Greenwich, uh, where about 14 restaurants used to be. And it's uh, dishes that you would expect to have meat but don't, yet are completely satisfying. It's
1: fun. It's whimsical. It's got a lot of flavor. Um, you know, we've got fries and things that people are used to, but they're nice. just made in a different way. You know, I mean, they're organic, french fries, fresh caught type of thing.
0: As I said to her, I said, you're not unlike ethnic restaurants where you have a couple of couples who are going to go out and one person doesn't like that kind of food and so there goes that party of four and so the restaurants have tried all kinds of different things you have ethnic restaurants that put cheeseburgers on the menu and with varying degrees of success well she's going about it this way with flavor an example is her seafood shouter seafood in air quotes looks like it's full of scallops but they're actually mushrooms but it's hot it's creamy it's aromatic there's a bunch of old bay in there because patty's from maryland and it delivers that texture and there's a menu that she has that she had developed while this was before all this was going on and she calls it street kicks and it is a food that you would eat while walking down the street like a late night menu so it's perfect for takeout and she opened the Thursday before Easter. Already repeat customers. And how about that? It's PB Bistro and Bar. And the address is right on the restaurant row, 241 Main Street in East Greenwich. You can order online, pbbistroandbar.com, all one word. Or you can call 398 8088 Spicy Eggplant flatbread and falafel in a box the time is right and how can you wish these folks patty burton and dan hatch from newport by the way yes that dan hatch and we wish them all of the success bob burke says all this and now snow really you need french onion soup beef bourguignon and pot de chocolat. oh my yes pick up 5:30 to 8 at pot de feu P-O-T-A-U-F-E-U. Order online. Choose your pickup time. It's going to be a busy snow day. Well, can't be too busy. Stay home. But go pick up. Peek up at Pateau And Lou Parella has specials at Perella's Ristorante in Warren, the curbside. Maybe you saw the picture in the Warren Times. And how about this? Prime rib tonight. And chicken parm. And veal chop. And antipasto. There we go. Uh, that's okay. What are you going to have? Yeah, Perella's Ristorante for takeout, 401-245-0150, 401-245-0150. Please mention you heard the takeout food dude talking about Perella's Ristorante, and uh, you'll owe Lou and Donna and everybody a hug at Perella's Ristorante. Here in the Dave's Marketplace Broadcast Bistro, you're taking out with Bruce Newberry.
1: I am Jacques Pépin uh, here from uh, Connecticut, and I'm here dining out with the Bruce Newberry.
0: Well, the spanked puppy is uh, serving brunch for the rest of the morn, and then uh, more great takeout at dinner time. It was a lively place last week, and don't forget, the Village Scoop is yours and able to be brought out at the Spanked Puppy, so check all that out, SpankedPuppyVT.com. Of course, Spanked Puppy features the great sacred cow granola on that brunch menu in that Vermont yogurt parfait. Jacques Pepin brings us in. We are truly international in flavor here. (laughs) Because we're headed for the old sod on a St. Patrick's Day a few years ago. We are going to talk cheese. Cheese is having a tough time this time around. It's one of the issues of farm to table. The farmer's not getting enough. And so the wonderful dairy is not getting to the table. So that's not good. So go buy lots of dairy. Start with that. And we'll drive up some demand here. And we'll hark back to when cheese was precious and in great supply. And we never did our St. Patrick's Day show for a number of different reasons. And so I'm going to harken back, and this is something that I've done over the years. Back on St. Patrick's Day of 2012, I talked to a cheesemaker from the old sod, literally in her dairy in Tipperary, in Ireland, on St. Patrick's Day, does that sound like a, a great trip? And uh, here to uh, talk about this Cashel Blue, which is uh, has a, a, an amazing story and an amazing taste, is the uh, cheese maker Sarah Furno, who joins us from the uh, farm, the the family farm near Cashel in County Tipperary. And uh, Sa- hi, Bruce. Sarah.
1: It's a pleasure to, to call
0: you from Ireland, I've just come back from our local St Patrick's
1: Day parade. Excellent! Uh, in the local town of Cashel, which is just ten miles from the farm, so it's a it's a fun day. We're we're lucky to have had a national saint to give us an excuse to celebrate.
0: Yes, it is. It is uh, just a lovely day. Is the uh, how's the weather in Cashel today Mile? for the parade? You know,
1: you know that St Patrick's is weather uh, is potato growing day. You have to you plant your potatoes on St Patrick's Day, so you need a good mild day.
0: Well, this would be good potato planting weather on this side of the Atlantic anyway. And,
1: <laughs> and good grass growing weather indeed, which is more important for, for making artisanal cheese. Well, so that's uh, it. Everyone's it. happy.
0: Everybody's happy, including the cows. Let's, uh, let's start with the cows who graze on the luxuriant pastures that you're probably well, seeing out your window. my
1: father's heard of pedigree uh, Frisians, British Frisians. And uh, they're, known as the, they're, the, they're registered as the pedigree casual blue Girl. And uh, we've been breeding them since the 1970s now, and we keep a herd of uh, 150 cows on the farm. Wow.
0: And only their milk is used in the uh, Cashel Blue. And uh, locate Cashel for us.
1: Cashel Blue came about as a result of wanting to do something on the farm with our own milk. So indeed, that's the very rationale behind the cheese.
0: Excellent. Tell us where Cashel is located.
1: Well, it's in the region of Tipperary, which, as everyone knows, is a long way away. And that's um, between Dublin and Cork. It's a a farming area just on the edge of uh, the Golden Vale. So uh, lots of pasture land. And uh, it's very much like a patchwork of fields with lots of hedgerows. And uh, uh, it's also good uh, horse racing country around here as well. Excellent. Mm, Yeah
0: and this and, uh,
1: yeah no there's a good fabric of uh, local community i mean my kids go to the local school so just to give you an idea there's uh our closest shop is 10 miles away um but there's still to be like 120 kids in the local school only uh, a, a mile down the road which is wow. you know wow. rural life in ireland is, is is strong and alive and uh we're delighted to be to be part of it with the cheese as well
0: well it's lovely it, the it, it just sounds so wonderful and of course those who are listening to our chat here, Sarah Furnow, who have been to Ireland, of course, are longing to return, and it just makes us all want to just pick up and go over there and visit you. Uh, uh, well, I hope some of you make it this way. Well, we'd uh, certainly love to do that. Well, let's talk about this Cashel Blue Cheese, because it's a way to maybe have a little visit with you there in Cashel in County Tipperary. Uh, we've talked yeah. about the milk and the cows, but uh, talk about uh, how this cheese is made, and uh, let's talk about its flavor.
1: Yeah, our cheese-making day start sort of early. We work in open vats. Um, we work with uh, whole uh, cow's milk, so the, the structure of the milk will depend on the time of the year. So it, obviously if the is about to have a baby calf, it'll be a little bit richer, it'll be a little bit fattier, and all those delicate influences will influence the flavor of our cheese. But to give you a broad background to cashew blue and ha- what does cashew blue taste like, Um, the the blueness is like a seasoning. Uh, It's a seasoning which we use to punctuate the flavor of our sweet, rich milk, but we don't want it to overpower. So it's a subtle blue cheese, which has character and flavor, but it isn't macho and strong and spicy. So therefore, you know, there's loads of people. um, In Ireland, we like kind of like quite mellow, gentle flavors. So being an Irish blue, we're, we're a little bit more restrained. People are always surprised when they taste it, and they go, "You know what? I, I really like that one." And they're surprised. So um, you know, that's what we do. We're we're, we're about balance, a uh, nice, uh, gentle but uh, rich flavour at the same time. You know, flavours don't have to be big to be the to have character. That's what we say. So we focus a lot on 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 the maturation of it. And each, um, I was together with my husband. We select each. Um, uh, vat of cheese so each vat of cheese is, is hand selected and graded and matured so it's not about it being four months of age or three and a half months of age we feed each vat and release it only when we think there's a, a good balance of creaminess a touch of it, a nice tang um, and of course a nice uh, mellow sweetness as well so for us that's what, what's key to cheese making it's not only capturing quality of our milk but bringing it right to
0: uh, into a finished product, um, wonderful. Has, you
1: know, it, it doesn't overpower, which is which is a, a wider appeal.
0: We're talking with Sarah Furno, second generation cheesemaker, and the cheese is Cashel Blue, Ireland's original artisanal blue cheese. And Sarah is speaking with us from the family farm uh, near Cashel in County Tipperary, and uh, it's just so delightful to be able to talk to you about this uh, this wonderful cheese. So, all of the Cashel Blue cheese is made right there on your farm, then.
1: Yeah, I'm second generation. My mom created this literally in the kitchen stove. Uh, Up until very very recently, we were making all the cheese in the yard of the uh, farmhouse. And we've now uh, moved to the back, just closer to the the milking parlor where the cows are. Uh, So, yeah, we're the only people who make Cashel Blue. And the reason why we started was to provide a better future for our farm. And, well, we hope to provide a bit of local employment as well. Because farms have always provided employment. Today we employ uh, fifteen people. There's five of us in the family involved, and uh, and of course, great support from you know a local team team, team of people who work, who've been working with us over a long, long period of time.
0: Fantastic! Mm-hmm. We've uh, been sampling some of the other Kerry Gold cheeses here at uh, our supermarket here in the town. Good. of... S- have you got
1: Dubliner there?
0: We have today? Dubliner here. Yes, we do.
1: <laughs> good, good. It's always popular.
0: It's uh, it's so good, and we're making a lot of friends with the Kerrygold aged cheddar today.
1: Ah, yes, yeah. Well, it's all grass-fed milk, and I think it makes a huge, big difference.
0: It does, and what's so interesting about uh, when you when you take a bite of this aged cheddar is that you get those those crystals, that uh, just bit of crunch yeah. that you only it's, find um, in imported cheese. Nice
1: maturity it adds an extra dimension as well. And um, do, you, do you like that, Bruce, that, that element?
0: I do very, very much. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm a New Englander so uh, I'm partial to uh, cheeses from Vermont and places like that, but uh, there's nothing like an imported cheese as particularly one that's been aged and that has that just bit of crystal-y crunch that uh, just tells you that the, uh, there's been some time that's been spent, and that it uh, really just adds an extra dimension of flavor and a bit of sparkle to it.
1: Yeah, just to get much more length, something like that. And uh, you need a good, good pint of stout to go with us.
0: Yes, no question. Or, <laughs> or at the very least, a piece or two of Irish soda bread.
1: Exactly, exactly. Have you got someone baking some for you at the moment? Has mm-hmm. to be hot out of the oven.
0: Well, you know, we've got the next best thing. We uh, we have a, a bakery here at our market at Dave's Marketplace here in Rhode Island, and the uh, the it's it's the brown type of soda bread, and it's uh, been baked fresh, and everyone's enjoying a little bit of it. And... Oh, that's
1: wonderful! I'm delighted. That that's really special to hear that. You guys are doing such a great job with with food in the states, and. Uh, It's a really exciting place to be, I think, at the moment, and it's really exciting for us to be able to bring our cheese all the way from the farm, and it just amazes me, the reception that gets in the States, and you're great to feed back your enthusiasm on food generally now.
0: No question. Well, I I wish you could have been with us last weekend. We were in Newport, and there was a festival with Newport and Newport's sister city of Kinsale. Which is, uh, which is uh, a long what? way from okay. Tipperary, yeah,
1: well, that's but... A good, that's a good matching, lots of good fish.
0: Yes, exactly. Uh, the, uh, seaport uh, communities, lots of uh, fishing, but a lot of farming as well. And yeah. the chef who was representing kinsale and ireland in the cook-off it was kind of an iron chef a smackdown kind of a thing was uh this uh, lovely lovely lady named christine o'sullivan who was the master chef she was on she was in she didn't win but she was a, a finalist in the ireland master chef on on television i think there. i
1: heard whisper of this by uh that uh, international birdie twitter
0: yes it, <laughs> she she did tweet it, it was tweeted. I heard there
1: was a, a storm cooked up in uh, rhode island (laughs)
0: Do you love that lady? She's going to just read the phone book for us in the next hour. I follow her on social media. Her name is Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, Furno, F-U-R-N-O. She is still in the cheese biz, the dairy biz over there in Tipperary. I want to say a word of thanks to the listeners on WVMT who were calling the Wayberry Inn looking for me. It means more to me than you know, really. I so appreciate it, and I wish I could be there. I'll be there sometime. (laughs) Bruce Newberry, the food dude.